0: You know, Jesus says something. He said, come unto me. This is not working. He said, come unto me. Come unto me. All ye. Everybody. That are weary. give you rest. Very powerful statement. And we're going to be looking at this today because we've been talking about pruning so that many of us understand how God actually prunes and what will be the result of pruning. Actually, our our Bible verse tonight will be Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. It says, Come unto me, all ye that labor." and are heavy laden. Some Bible use the word weary. And I will give you rest. I don't believe there is anybody here who have not seen these scriptures before. Or at least heard these scriptures before. But many times we read these scriptures casually without actually seeking understanding. Please, I want you to follow. (laughs) One of the basic points that I want to establish here tonight is this. It is impossible for God to lie God never lies. The Bible says, two immutable things. It's impossible for God to lie. So, may I looking at this statement grammatically? Jesus said, if you are weary and you are heavy laden or burdened he said come to me and I will give you rest so the I don't know why we don't have a pen here the product of having an encounter with Jesus is what? Rest. He didn't say, Come to me, all ye that are weary or labor and heavy laden, and I will give you what you are looking for. What God gives you is rest. Every other thing develops from the place of rest. That's why Hebrew said, labor ye now to enter into that rest. <laughs> now, let's look at the statement. Let's dissect the statement. Remember, we are talking about pruning. So let's dissect the statement. One, he said, Come unto me, all ye that labor. He said, Come unto me. That means, in the first school of revelation, according to this statement, The person this word is directed to is not unto him. That means the person is separated. In quote. Is this one working? It's the same thing. But okay, it's okay. So, come unto me we're going to bring out two things. One, labor. Two, burden. Now, the question is, another word for labor is weary and burden. Please, I want you to follow me tonight because this will help you. This will help solve the baggage claim and all the. Now, first of all, you cannot be burdened except there is something that is a burden. All right? You don't just become burdened. So let's assume your finances is a wahala, you are burdened because of your relationship. You're burdened because of your family. Alright? So, you are thinking about what is going on in these particular aspects of your life and you are burdened. Let's look at labor. Or you are weary. Maybe you are carrying out your purpose but you are just frustration, frustrated. So, frustration has set in of course, you know you can't be frustrated except there is something that is frustrating you. So, you are weary in the place of work or you are weary academically. And these things has, they have put you in the place of unnecessary level. And God said if you will come to me, the product is that I will give you rest. What does that mean? It means immediately you get to Jesus, He has the capacity to deal with these things that in the first place are bringing forth this weariness and these things so that you can effectively have rest. I don't want to ask this question. How many of you are burdened? Maybe It's like asking how many of you ever drank water. Just looking at faces here, you can see one, two, three things. Now, the question here is this Why are you still burdened? Why are you still weary? You can answer the question. Because you have not what? Gone to who? With the situation. Even some of you that claim you have gone to him, what happened? As he's trying to prune the situation, you say, no, uh, you know, this matter is too much. I have to just carry it for some time. So even after encountering him, you still go home with the burden and with the level. But you see, nothing changes with Christ except relationship or fellowship. When Jesus said, come unto me, all ye that labor and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. It's not just saying, come, and I will give you rest. He's saying, come to a place of relationship and fellowship. If you can come, let's fellowship together. I will give you rest. There is nothing that will ever give you rest in this life, except a place of fellowship with the Holy Spirit. That is where the challenges are dealt with. That is where the issues are dealt with. I told them yesterday in Levkosia, if you're a believer and you are depressed, it is, it is a big sign that fellowship is not involved in your life. You cannot have good fellowship with the Holy Ghost and be battling with depression. You see, there are so many things in our lives that should act as yardsticks for us to know if we have fellowship with him. Now, don't look at me and say to me, but I have gone to him, but still I'm carrying the burden. Are you trying to make him a liar? He said, if you come, I will give you rest. So if he's not giving you rest, that means you have not come. So how many of you seated here needs rest? I don't believe there is anybody here who doesn't. When you understand the mystery of rest, you will know that the only thing the Holy Ghost wants to produce in you is to bring you to a place where you can rest so that God can produce in your life what he really wants to produce. Why are you not resting? Because you have not gone to him effectively. You have not allowed him to prune you of the things that are actually making you lose your mind. The things that are actually making you not focus in the things of God. That commitment probably that is bringing you a lot of burden. That mistake that is squeezing your spiritual life away from you. You've not allowed him to deal with it so that you can get rest. Every time you are not at rest is a what would I call it? A hazard light that relationship is lacking. Now, can I ask a sincere question? How many of you here, you are at rest? You know what I mean by I don't know. I can't explain rest. Rest means, whew, I don't know. I, you can't explain it, but I can just say, Joy is in your soul peace is in your soul you are enjoying your walk with God you are smiling everything is perfect not seeing it from the physical realm but seeing it from the spiritual realm how many of you are in that realm right now where you know everything is perfect lift up your hands Those you that have not, that didn't lift their hands up. You've got the whole world in your hands. Yeah? And the Bible said, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, not upon your shoulders. What are you carrying? Do you know the reason it is weighing you down? You have not gone to him. For him to exchange it for rest. Papa, my family is giving me troubles. Take your family to God. Let him give you rest. The Bible says, who amongst you by worrying will add one? Strand of hair. Worry will not take you anywhere. Come unto me. I know what is causing your weariness. I want to prune it. I know what is causing your confusion. I want to deal with it. I know what is making you feel guilty that you can't pray. I want to deal with it. I was talking to our leaders, and I said to them, I said, no believer will ever experience the true joy of our salvation until they are walking in a place of divine obedience. Imagine waking up in the morning, and you search your heart, you know there is no skeleton in your cupboard. Imagine waking up, and you know that my life is pure. Do you know the kind of joy? Yet we sing a song. He touched me. He touched me, and oh, the joy that fills my soul. If you look at their face, no joy. Something happened and now I know he touched me and made me whole. Are you sure? Ah. We sing that song every time. Why are you trying to solve the problem yourself when the problem solver is saying come to me? Why are you trying to figure out that relationship when the problem solver can solve it for you? Why are you so afraid to give it to him? Ah. He touched me. Ah. I'm just challenging everybody here. He said, I can give you rest. I can give you rest. He wants to walk in your life. I want to show you just one more place. Philippians 2:13 Philippians 2:13 says something. He said, "For it is God who is walking in you." Tell somebody it is God that is working in you, it is God that is working. (laughs) Uh, If you don't like righteousness teaching, church will be very uncomfortable this season. Very if you don't like the teaching that will give you that will place challenge on your life for change. Church, will be very uncomfortable for you. He said, it is God who is working in you, enabling you both to will and to act for his good purpose. It is God that is working in you. Please, I want this statement to sink into your spirit. I am not going to be the one to work it out. It is God that is at work in me. The Bible said according to his power that worketh in us. I'm not going to work out my feelings. What is going on right inside of me? It is God that is working in me. I have to allow him because the only way I can change is when he walks in my life. You hear people say, you need to change yourself. You need to change certain things. You can't change yourself. If you change yourself, you will change yourself into yourself. But if God changes you, he changes you into himself. Stop trying to work on things. This is the challenge. Stop trying to figure it out. It's giving you already depression. The only reason you don't have high BP right now is because of your age. And some of us, if we don't deal with the way we carry burdens, with time, it will graduate. Ask some of your parents that are taking high blood pressure tests. At your age, they did not quickly go for rest. I'm challenging everybody here We must come to that point whew, where we rest. For it is God who is walking in you. It is God who is walking in you. Now, let me share with you the mystery of rest. Why God wants to give you rest. He's not giving you blessings. He's not giving you money. He's not giving you this. Why? You can have money and still not have rest. So his ultimate is not to give you money. The biggest blessing you can ever have is rest. Being able to go home. By the time you are hitting the bed, you are gone. I can't remember the last time I, I went to bed and I'm rolling around. I say, hey, how are we going to parent? Hey, how are we going to do this? How am I going to achieve this? How am I going to... Who say? I will sleep if I want to sleep. Before I even say, Jack, I'm already gone. Only to return early in the morning. Rest. You can sleep without rest. Please, when we talk about rest, we're not talking about sleeping. Because many of you still sleep and wake up with headache. (laughs) You will realize you never slept that night. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody here. There's some sleep you know you did not sleep. You are sleeping yet you are thinking. It's even that thought that will be waking you up in the middle of the night. You wake up at least seven times at night. What kind of sleep is that one? Where the Bible says he giveth his beloved. Sound sleep. But that sleep is not the number one people sleep. It's the sleep that comes from the place of rest. When you are sleeping like a baby. If you wake up in the middle of the night, it's to use the duvet. If you are using AC. To, to turn it on yourself and roll again and say, Hi, tomorrow shall be great. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody here. How many of you ever woke up in the middle of the night and you danced and said, I know tomorrow shall be great. The enemy will never allow you to do that. Rather, you wake up and say, (laughs) tomorrow is rent day. And then you wake up, you look around and say, Father, please help me with this landlord. By the time you wake up, headache. your neighbor said, let him give you true rest. Let him give you true rest. Ha! If you understand the mystery of rest. Now, let me give you a bit concept of rest. Why God will say, if you come I will put you in the dimension of rest. Let me share one thing with you. You see, God wanted man from the Old Testament to understand the concept called rest. That's why he he chose one day called Sabbath. And he said on Sabbath, by the rule of uh, the Torah, nobody should walk on Sabbath. On Sabbath, everybody should rest, including all the animals. Nobody's permitted to walk on a Sabbath day because the Sabbath day is supposed to be a day of rest. (laughs) Now, keep that that is equation one. Equation 2. God made, created the heavens and the earth and everything from day 1 to day 6. And the Bible said on the 7th day, he rested from all his works. Remember, when he created things in day 1, day 2, day 3, day 4, day 5, day 6, he blessed the thing. But when he rested on the 7th day, he did not bless anything on the 7th day. He blessed the day. Now, if God blessed or blesses a day, who can enter that day and bring a cause? When God already said your day is blessed, who will come to that day and bring a cause to it? When God has already declared a, a blessing to it. When God brings you into a place of rest, remember, he blessed the first day, blessed the second day, blessed the third day, blessed the fourth day, blessed the fifth day, blessed the sixth day, and then blessed, sorry, blessed the things he made, but didn't bless the day. But then on the seventh day, he blessed the day. That means the seventh day blessing attracts everything that is blessed in the other days. the reason of revelation so if you find yourself in the day of rest everything god bless will locate the day of rest the same way hebrew paul or whoever wrote hebrew said labor now to enter into rest the reason many of us are not seeing God my, my, my walk in our lives, we are, we, are, we, we are still co-loading our lives with God. The reason you are here now and you are burdened is because you won't allow God to be God in your life. You won't allow him to be God in your life. That's the reason you are thinking right now. The reason you are burdened right now. You won't allow him to be God. He, you will tell him, Father, take, see my problems. Yet, you are carrying the problems. Allow him to be God now. He said, come to me. Oh, yeah? Go to him. I don't know how else to say this. Say, Father, instead of all these things, just give me rest. Let me rest. Whatever will happen, let it happen. So long, I've already given it to you. That is trust. Trust him to the point that you don't understand what's going on. Yet, you can rest in him. That is when God works. Father, take care of my finances. I give it to you today. I will never take it back. Amen. By the time you sleep, you still say, ah, tomorrow is a strange deal. What happened? You just went to God and took some of them back. I said to him, let me share with you. <laughs> the burden. So, uh, I pray, Father, that you prune everybody here. You prune everyone. Let, bro, come. How how many times do you pray in a day? Or do you pray at all? Which one? Yes, how, how long do you pray in a day? At, at least 30 minutes. At least 30 minutes. Who prays more than 30 minutes a day? How many minutes? Hours. At least, how many? An hour, 30 minutes. Good. Who else prays more? Okay. Hmm. It's well. I should be asking you, where are the results? Why are they laughing? If you are praying this long, Oh, yeah, come. One hour, hour, 30 minutes. 30 minutes, you three hours. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. I throw away saluto. Oh, Lord. I throw away saluto. You see people dancing. Oh, Lord. Yet, they are carrying all the burden in their head. Oh, Lord. How do you worship? with all these burdens. Listen. Wait. I hope you are getting where I'm coming from tonight. Nothing we do in this kingdom makes any sense when we carry burdens on our heads. If this brother prays for 30 minutes without burden not worried. And she prays with burden. And this one, the reason she prays for three hours (laughs) is because she keeps telling God, do something, do something, do something. Pastor, why are you dealing with some of these things now? Because I'm tired of seeing young people giving up in this work. I can't tell you, pray, 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 pray. Yet yeah, people are getting frustrated. Why? We don't actually understand how this thing works. The first thing God wants you to do is to put the burdens on his feet no prayer will make sense except that prayer is from the place of rest it's from the place of rest you find faith it's from the place of rest you find trust it's from the place of rest you can even have the ear to hear him when he talks to you Elijah was so used to sound and God said to him wait I'm coming to speak to you When the earthquake came, he said, ah, God must be here. God didn't show up. When this came, God must be here. Fire came. And God came in a still, small voice to tell him, look, Elijah, when all this whole sound and noise is over, I want to deal with you in the place of rest. So 30 minutes of rest in prayers will produce far exceeding results than one hour, 30 minutes, and three hours. You have not even approached the throne of God. Remember me, please. you know the the sign that you prayed effectively the sign is not how long you prayed but the peace the joy the rest that you came out of with I don't know if I'm talking to somebody that is the sign I don't know if I'm talking to somebody here. Let me tell you the truth. Please don't follow what I'm about to say. But but follow the principle. I can wake up in the morning. And I have a burden. And I say, thank you, Holy Spirit. I rest in you, Kari Rashad. And in three minutes, I feel the burden lifted. That's the end of my prayer. I, I, so long I have the joy, I have the peace. So long I can feel in my atmosphere that everything has then been made perfect. Woo. Thank you, Holy Ghost. There are some days I will pray. One hour, I'm still praying. Kari, Brad. some of us, even when we pray for five minutes, and the Holy Ghost is now saying, okay, receive rest now. Inside of our heart, we're you saying, this problem is so much. And before we know it, the problem that is not existing, you capture it in the atmosphere and carry on. Because they told you, you must press in. pressing, in. Press in. You press in. So this sister will spend three hours. Burning calories. This one <laughs> somebody a high five. Tell them rest, 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 rest. Hey, rest. Ah, ah. My God. Imagine we have people here releasing prayers for three hours yet Thank you Go now Can I, can I can I share something I'm done Listen Can I share something with you What will make a man rise on a boat that is about to sink the disciples came to Jesus and said, "Master, Master, 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 are you? We are, we are sinking here." He stood up and looked around. He said, "How long will I be with you? You can't sleep through a storm. You don't have rest in." What will make them tell Jesus? Lazarus is about to die. Jesus just relaxed. Waited after Lazarus has died. He said, Let's, let's come, let's, let's go wake him up. He's sleeping. They said, Ah, they thought he was sleeping. There is a, le- a level or realm of rest that brings the miraculous into the scene. When you can be in a place of rest. Everything starts from rest. Labor—the only thing I'm challenging you today is labor to enter into His rest. And the reason they did not enter is because of unbelief. I don't know where that thing is. Is, is it? A, can you help me find it? Because it wasn't part of the distance, uh, And then we close. Let me. Let me. Is Hebrew something? Hebrews twelve or something? Uh, no, I'm not sure. Oh, do, do, bo, 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 bo. Hebrews four. Go to Hebrews four. It's a Hebrews four, verse ten. I want to read from verse 10 before we go there. If you go to verse 10, it says something there. I love verse 10, my goodness. It says, for he that is entered into his rest, he also has ceased from his own works as God did from his. So when you find yourself in the place of rest, that's when actually you have received the finished works of the cross. If you are outside of rest, you are still saying to Jesus, you have done your own, let me do my own. Lack of rest is dangerous. It keeps you out of the promises of God. And look at what he said in verse 11. He said, let us labor therefore to enter into that rest lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief it's unbelief that actually makes people to lose rest you don't the reason you are worrying is because you don't believe don't say i believe if you believe uncle why are you burdened the reason you are depressed you don't believe the reason you are worried you don't believe so it's a labor that means do everything necessary to enter into his rest. Bro, three hours, 30 minutes is great. Four hours is great. Five hours is great. But if it's not done from the place of rest, it has become works that will not stand for results are you getting this ah praise and worship is going on let me down so so god will move in my matter these are all my finances and you are dancing god must move in my affairs god must. that is no rest True worship is rest then True prayer is rest then. So, the first thing you do with God, if you have something bothering you, you go to him and say, Lord, please, deal with this thing first. And this is one of the biggest reasons the enemy will make you make mistakes and put guilt in your heart. Because once guilt is in your heart, unbelief is in your heart, you start fighting unbelief and he takes you out of the rest. That's why guilt is 99% reason why young people are never at rest. Mistakes they have made. Mistakes they are making will never allow them to have joy of the Lord. That's the truth. You are preaching righteousness. Somebody is doing like this. Why? Joy is not there. They are feeling somehow because the thing is pinching them. Lebel. Label. Who will enter rest tonight? Ah, just go. Just go and rest they had so much rest that they said, look, we are not bowing down to any God here. Even if our God does not save us, we are still not... What kind of trust is that? They were so much at rest. They were not bothered. Even if our God chooses not to save us. These days, we give God our Father produces money, or I will do what others are doing. Ha. He has become our mate too. We throw him all to meet him, and people are bold enough to write me and say, "Papa, I have given God one month to change my life, or I will join others." I have a God who never fails. We have a God who never fails. We have a God who never fails. Who never fails. Do you believe the song you are singing? Who never fails.